Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arsketing coming to you live from North Carolina. And today we want to focus and and continue our focus along our journey of restoring um, the covenant blessing and being able to enter boldly into the throne room in the spirit with the Lord as John did in Revelations about um, understanding the future of what the Lord has for us. And today we want to look at Judges 6 through 8 and ask ourselves, where is our focus? Is it on man? Is it on our current uh, needs and things in front of us? Or are we focusing on what the Lord has, um, the steps he has planned for us so that we can be in line with the destiny of not only ourselves, but our cities, our state, and our nation, as the Lord will provide for us. And the passage of Scripture in the story well, we want to kind of highlight today is the story of Gideon and his journey from literally worshiping idols uh, and, and serving Baal to having an experience with the Lord as the Israelites at the time were being oppressed by Midian. And if you remember back to Friday's uh, uh, podcast that we were warned, the Israelites were warned about being fearful of the Midian Midianites. And then the Lord reminds them um, in verse 10 of chapter six, it says, am I the Lord, your God? You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not obeyed me. And this is part of the reason that they were unfortunately in um, the oppression of the Midianites. And then in, in verse 11, it goes to talk about the experience uh, that Gideon had with an angel of the Lord in Oprah and really dealing with what's going on in his heart at the time. And so we we talk about, we see here the Lord is saying, he says, I am with you, um, you know, calling Gideon a valiant warrior. And then he gives him the strategy um, and it re- builds a relationship with him here. To the point where through this experience, Gideon goes in and sets up an altar and calling it the Lord is my peace or Jehovah Shalom. And to this day, it's still called that. And then giving him uh, the power uh, and, and more so spiritual authority over the prophets of Baal in this time as his father, who was king of the land. Uh, really, number one, saves his life, uh, but then also as the prophets of Baal tried to get Gideon killed, his father was like, hey, wait, if if Baal is real, if he is a god, he can defend himself, and obviously nothing happened, so the altars of Baal were destroyed, Gideon has this massive army, the Lord dwindles it down, and so we see from here, and then this experience uh, of why, why I wanted to title today is Where is Our Focus?, and not only in this story of Gideon, sometimes you know you get caught up in in the distractions and sins and things that 
you get caught up in, unfortunately. But the Lord is saying, look, here, focus on this. Let's do the things we need to do so that we can restore ourselves. We can repent of our sins, number one, restore ourselves a covenant blessing and boldly enter the throne room to gain the wisdom and revelation that we need for the future so that we can have a hope through the dire straits and the situations that we're in. Now, with that, uh, Chuck points out here, the prayer point for this is, he says, is let the Lord reveal himself as Shalom or Jehovah Shalom, uh, saying that it's the God of wholeness as you go into your next war and recovery. And unfortunately, you know, we, we go through these seasons of war, continuing going from glory to glory, strength to strength, growing ourselves, not only spiritually, naturally as well, and expanding our faith so that we can continue to take ground for the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. Okay. Now with that mindset and, and that thought today in, in Judges of where is our focus? Is you're seeing today the big focus in America is this NASA space um, rocket shutoff, and that's you know great and unbelievable technology. But this morning, or in the middle of the night for us in is in Iran, the Iranian president. I want to make sure I get his name right. Ibrahim Razi gave a speech where he covered certain topics, um, basically outlining to the world where Iran stands. And this is important uh, for anyone new listening here is because we're seeing now Iran, United States, Israel, Russia, China, France, Germany come together in Vienna and negotiating the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. Now, some of the key points in this uh, that are quite very alarming uh, that the Jerusalem Post is pointing out is, uh, number one, basically rebuffing – he's rebuffing the United States and really pushing a 25-year agreement that Iran has reached with China to protect itself. Also, um, speaking to the deal that they have with Russia as well doesn't really go into too much detail but the underlying toe of it is is like look we don't necessarily need this deal but we want it because it helps us because at the end of the day we're going to China and Russia no matter what because we don't trust you we don't you know obviously when you call someone the great Satan you show you don't trust them as Iran has done uh, leaders for numerous years have done towards the United States. He also mentioned a delayed response to Israelis' actions um, towards uh, IRGC officials, Suleimani, journalists, nuclear scientists, etc., things of that nature. Uh, meanwhile, at the same time, saying that is he is um, supposedly uh, not developing the nuclear industry for weapons alone, even though Israel itself, uh, as ex-Massad Head has come out, uh, Yossi Cohen, and spoken about how because Israel has gone in, shown the actual writings, evidence, paperwork that Iran is developing nuclear weapons for the intent of creating nuclear bombs to continue to fund uh, terrorist operations around the world and then to give these nuclear weapons to the terrorist organizations that they fund around the world. So it's a cloak and dagger um, type situation that the president here from Iran is speaking, trying to convince the world that, oh, this isn't what we do. We have it 
for we want to we want to develop nuclear this nuclear weapons to be able to help with drugs um food etc the rest of the economy just the only thing we're not going to do is this one thing you're worried about which israel has proven to be the very thing that you should be worried about um in providing evidence in it and then also um uh, saying he will not meet with the president when he comes to the uh un general assembly in the coming months here so um, an interesting tone here that the Iranian president makes continuing as the United States and Iran and Russia and China and everybody involved are negotiating getting back in the Iran nuclear deal. So be very aware of this. Um, let's obviously we want to continue to pray for this Biden administration to really have the fear of the Lord on this situation. And look, the Lord can and have anything um work in his favor and hopefully that's the case but we want to continue to pray for the peace of jerusalem and, and intercede for the biden administration and military leaders to have the fear of the lord when making this decision between israel and iran um this is would be utterly disastrous if they get back into it so we want to continue to stay aware of this topic um, as this affects the rest of the world not just israel and the united states Okay, on a just news update scenario here, we want to be aware of what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. If you saw the news this weekend, there were spats from Russia and Ukraine around the nuclear plant in, I'm going to butcher this name, into the Zaporizhia uh, nuclear power plant in Ukraine. And this is another attempt from Russia to go after power sources for Ukraine and possibly cause more damage to the surrounding area in Ukraine and really hamper the city's power sources uh, that the country uh, needs to survive as it's going after choke points. It's going after the major strategic points within the country. And the interesting thing to watch out about this is that the International Atomic Energy Agency is seeking to gain access to the facility. They're saying they have gained it and that they're going to go in and inspect to see what damage, if any damage, has been done. Um, just something to fully be aware of on that front with what's going on in Russia and Ukraine as the war continues to rage on. Um, and, and this will be important for not only uh, Europe, but the uh, United States as well, as we, for some reason, continue to fund them. And showing that these sanctions on Russia are just – they're not working as some of the political leaders in the United States and Europe would like you to believe. Um, it's more so harming um, Europeans in the coming winter. So the longer this rages on, the more harmful this is for uh, Europe and the rest of the world as, again, most of the um, wheat comes from this region of the world and possibly the energy sectors as – the economic crisis goes into the situation that it continues to go on. And speaking of economics, next segment, uh, domestically, we want to review some of the comments made by Fed Chair Jerome Powell. These are important because we need to be aware, sober and aware about what's happening on the home front politically. Uh, Powell came out and said on Friday uh, that he is pledging to, to forcefully do what is necessary um, to bring down inflation. Again, the, the inflation mark that the Fed wants to hit at is between 2.25 and 2.5% a year. We're at 8.5. We were Inflation was in, earlier this year at 9.1%. Uh, 
And okay, last month it looked like it went down. It's still at 8.5%, six, six plus points, uh, percentage points ahead of where the Fed wants it to be. The alarming thing for people to be aware of is that the he, if the Fed chair is warning, and he said this, that there will be some pain to households and businesses. These are unfortunate costs of reducing inflation, but a failure to restore price stability would mean far greater pain. What that tells you right there is if he's starting to lay the groundwork for rate hikes, and number one, if you're using interest rates for any reason, business, personal, whatever, these will really affect you. Now, if you remember the prophetic word we gave er, late 2019, early 2020, and, and since reviewed it and, and the Lord's confirmed that these last couple months – is that cash will be king in the days ahead. And what this tells you is cash will be king. If you're living on borrowed interest here or borrowed money, you're working off of that, whether it's your business, your personal life, whatever, rates will continue to go up and cash at the end of the day will be king. For yourself to not have to pay exorbitant amount of interest rates, um, as were done in the 70s and 80s, like when Paul Volcker was in charge, of the Fed, and these are kind of in the same sentiments. Jerome Powell knows what needs to be done. If he doesn't do it, it's solely because he is some for some reason forced to not do it or convinced otherwise. He know he knows exactly what it's it's what needs to be done. And this is why when President Biden first came in office, he had the opportunities to select someone else, but he chose Powell. And everybody was in you know Elizabeth Warren was in an uproar. Um, you have conservatives who are the Fed's evil. That's great, cool. The reality is, is right now, Jerome Powell is one of the best people to be in this position, despite feelings, uh, intellectual knowledge of how the Fed works and, and the, the disastrous problems that it is doing to this country. Right now, the way the way the system works is having Jerome Powell there, who knows what needs to be done. He he un. Thankfully, has the back. It looks like he has the backbone, and hopefully, he can go forward. And the other Fed chairs can go forward and raise the rates to bring things somewhat to a stable matter. Um, it's unfortunate that we have to go through this, but at the end of the day, look in um, Leviticus, the Lord talks about. He says, "Look, if you want to prosper from generation to generation, to not the simplest way to do that, simplest way to not use debt." Period. The Lord tells that wisdom. Now, it's not a sin if you use debt. Some people believe that. It's not necessarily that. There is a way to leverage it. I understand that. But at the end of the day, this is something we need to be aware of um, and stay focused on about this situation in the days ahead. And, and look, the Lord's preparing you. you. You're in debt. Get out. Be patient um, in the season ahead. Have perseverance and endurance uh, economically for what's potentially to come. Now, um, an update on the student loan forgiveness scenario situation. So Sunday morning, Bernie Sanders, who doesn't say anything during the week except for being the most popular man on Sunday morning talk shows economically, came out on uh, this week with George Stephanopoulos uh, rebuking Republicans for their – push back against the student loan forgiveness and saying, not only do we need this, not only did the president do the right thing, but he pushed for a policy of making 
college tuition for public universities free. And, and you can take a step back and look at the road we've come down for when Obama was president of him federalizing the student loan process and potentially setting up the need to make – it technically is making um, – if you go down this road, college tuition free. Now, um, the the issue with that is that if you're getting funding from the government to make college tuition free, then you're going to teach what the federal government wants you to teach. You you nationalize basically the college system. We've seen where that's gone right now. The likes of the federal government, they're not making the best choices for let's say um, pre-K through twelfth grade. And now you're saying let's let's let them take over the entire education system. Yeah, that's a real brilliant idea. And I am being extremely disastrous. Now, not only do you have these sentiments, you have um, pushback from some Republicans of saying, well, it's immoral for the president to do this, but it's not immoral for him to give forgive PPP loans, even though – it's funny. This Federalist article here um, from David Harsanyi uh, talks about how, yes, Biden's student loan forgiveness is also immoral. Um and the fact that the PPP loans were meant for small businesses, it was administered by the Small Business Association, but the findings of it were corruption, and it not going to small businesses, it actually going to your bigger corporations. And so the intended goal, surprise, surprise, the federal government fails at its mission um, in this instance of the PPP loan to, quote-unquote, uh, stimulate and, and, and give a cash advance to these companies to keep them in business while missing the entire point. Of the involvement of the federal government from number one, shutting down the economy for no intended purpose whatsoever, um, no benefit as the the FDA, CDC, everybody is walking back their stances on everything when it comes to the coronavirus. Fauci himself. Well, the science changes. That's not science then. Um, and, and But I digress on that issue. So we're seeing this, and, and the reality here is that People need to, to learn the number one basics of e economics, but is to pray against this Bernie Sanders agenda that we have dream about confirmation that if we go down this road, student loan forgiveness, just stimulus after stimulus after stimulus, which we've started to go down, that it will cripple the next three to four generations. And we are already on that path. But Americans need to wake up. This is why we, we partly why we need a revival, partly why we really need to get on our knees and have the fear of the Lord so that we can shift our focus and stop worrying about money and focus on what the Lord needs us to focus on and walk out and then be obedient to the principles that he's called us to walk out of being a nation that stands for the gospel of the kingdom. All right, moving on, uh, some very alarming comments, not only from the president over this last weekend, uh, other Democrats gubernatorial candidates and uh, Lindsey Graham himself, um, senator from South Carolina. The president's comments that are very alarming and something we, we want to repent for is he talks about and comments about um, the MAGA party, the MAGA philosophy. He says it's not just Trump. It's the entire philosophy that underpins, and I'm going to say something, is like fascism. This is politically just disastrous. It's despicable. The right is is hammering him home for this, as they should. You also have 
um, gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist in Florida say, saying uh, that those who support Governor DeSantos should stay with him and vote for him. I don't want your vote. Um, if you have hate in your heart, keep it there. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, you also have uh, Press Secretary Karen uh, Jean-Pierre saying, you look at the definition of fascism and you look about what they're doing in attacking our democracy, which we're not a democracy, we're a republic. What they are doing is taking away our freedoms, taking away, wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights. And she's obviously talking about abortion and voter integrity there. Um, but these are quite alarming, misfounded statements. And then you have the comments from Lindsey, Lindsey Graham stating that if Trump – warning that if Trump is prosecuted for the debate around ha mishandling classified information uh, found in the unconstitutional and unfounded raid at Mar-a-Lago, that there will be riots in the streets. All these statements are, number one, divisive and alarming and show a divided nature of what these politicians are saying. And this is not what we need right now in this season. Rick Joyner, if you remember our comments from – or the video we played from Friday, and again, he's been talking about this for quite some time, is that we need both the right and the left wing. The right tends to be more factual. The left tends to be more emotional. And if you have those two working in tandem of using your emotions but also staying in line with the facts and staying within the boundaries, not only natural but what the Lord has outlined and what we're called to be obedient in, then you can have a nation that soars, that can fly its wings like an eagle with both the right and the left. And right now, you're having a nation that is trying to claw off its own left wing right now. And these comments – and this is what – Rightfully so, mainstream media and Democrats and progressives are afraid of, of what Lindsey Graham is saying, of riots in the streets. And if any Republican conservative who, who – if any American let's, – let's not even just go political party. If any American is out there rioting um, this stuff, it, it, it's, it's quite alarming because we're not to the point where a revolution is needed just yet. Now, Biden has talked about – um, going after guns in this election from comments he made over the weekend. There is the Bob Jones prophetic of if you get, if they go for the guns, it will basically cause a second uh, revolutionary war. That is alarming. Now, that's is that the line we want to draw? Let's be prayerful. I'm not saying yes or no. Let's just be prayerful, be mindful of, look, if that's the time, then that's the time. But is let, let's – Let's understand this of is are we number one making an idol out of a man, but number two is is have we extended every extent of the law in this place that we can to push back um, against these government tyrannical overreach? That's the question that, that is left out there. And so we want to be fully aware, fully prepared um, to work things out. And bring a united front for America. And really, number one, we want to repent for co these comments made from politicians from both sides and causing this divide in this country and sowing seeds of divide. And we want to intercede. We want to 
pluck those out. We want to intercede for the fear of the Lord, number one, to come back in on this nation and to stir up um, the sowing of seeds for wisdom and revelation to get back to being a unique nation, whether we agree wholeheartedly um, on certain issues, maybe not so, but is that we can work together towards the common goal of being a nation that stands for freedom, number one, um, but then also a nation that spreads a gospel of the kingdom to the nations. When we have done that, we have shown good fruits. And we have started to the past generation get away from that and be and it starts in the church. This is why we want to pray for the church as well to get back to the foundations because when the church got away from the foundations of standing up for scriptural foundations, then the, then you started to see the moral decay of society. As the the world as Isaiah talks about looks to the to the church mountain or to the temple to what is going on and, and let's look at this case of in Judges 6 through 8 of when the nation of Israel was looking up to the mountain and would see Baal sacrifices, child, child sacrifices. Remind you of that's what that means. The, the nation was in moral decay. The nation was being oppressed by surrounding nations that the Lord said not to fear, but to be obedient to. But when the Lord had, and Gideon ha, had an experience, supernatural experience with the Lord, saw an angel, then turned his heart back to the Father, created Jehovah Shalom altar at that place, and turned the nation back around for a season. Now, it still had to fully pluck up the roots that were there and not dealing with the root issues there and the heart issues. But those are the things that, that need to be done. God gives us a grace, that mercy, that season to deal with that stuff. And, and right now, we're in that season um, to really deal with that stuff. And if we didn't need revival, if we didn't have these things, we wouldn't need revival is the best way to say it. And then last segment, uh, I want to close out on something that is very, very, very positive um, and very good. And something we want to celebrate and end on today is that a federal court blocks the Biden administration's plans to make doctors perform, get this, mutilative transgender surgeries. And a federal court on Friday struck down Biden's Department of Health and Human Services attempt to force doctors to perform mutilative transgender surgeries against their religious beliefs and conscious objections. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in the lawsuit, uh, Frenzican Alliance versus Bacara, that um, a Catholic healthcare network and a group of nearly 19,000 healthcare professional professionals cannot be required to carry out these procedures in violation of the deeply held beliefs and professional medical judgment, according to the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, a nonprofit law firm that seeks to protect religious freedoms. This goes against the First Amendment in and of itself, and the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals saw that, realized that. Will it get challenged? Possibly. Will it go to the Supreme Court? Maybe. But th this is in line with other cases that have gone before the Supreme Court of dealing with these very issues of the federal government cannot force medical doctors to do things, number one, against um, their deeply held religious beliefs, but also against their medical knowledge and experience. And these are Catholic hospitals that they're trying to force to do. The reason they're trying to do that is because these hospitals take federally funded money. 
a thought for these hospitals is possibly getting away and accepting cash. Um, the hospitals that do that don't have to adhere to this. It actually lowers the cost of healthcare. And it's funny what happens when you get the, the federal government out of the healthcare system. Possibly might be a solution to the student uh, loan crisis of getting the federal government out of the student loan game there. And because when these problems of student loan debt started to arise was when the private sector got out and the federal government got in. So I close on that, of this, this major victory here. Uh, it seems small. It's kind of going unnoticed from the mainstream media. Not surprising there. But the, the issue here is that when you stand up for freedoms, you do it properly. And you focus on where the Lord needs you to focus. And you put your faith and your trust in Him. And you're obedient to what he's telling us to do. Then we will see victory. And it doesn't take a lot as Gideon had there. When he had his proper focus, he was in line and, and with the Lord listening to him. He had wisdom and revelation of the very things he needed to do to defeat a bigger army than what he was going up against. Now, there were issues on the backside of that in the in Israel with the, the other families per se within the nation of israel who who wanted they were jealous and wanted to be a part of the victory but at the end of the day we can't we can't worry about that we have to say okay we won the victory now what do we need to do to get back to that point to continue on these victories to continue on being a representation and a salt and a light to this earth and not hiding the gospel um, under a cover so let, let's remember that to within these seasons and, and understand this when we have worry we have anxiety it is nothing more than a distraction whether it be from ourselves from the enemy from our surrounding environments it's that in and of itself worry literally equals a distraction so when we're worried on something over here it's okay we're being possibly in, in a position to be influenced to be distracted from what the lord needs us to focus on from the battles that the lord needs us to, to take on and so let's remember that this week as we go out and pray and stand and interact with society and stand for the inheritance of being a nation that stands for the gospel of the kingdom and spreading the good news of the Lord. And so don't forget today we have our new prayer online only and then tomorrow and Wednesday in service and we'll be back on Friday as well. So blessings and I will see you guys later. Have a good one.